Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed, and with me as always is Marit Larwood. Hello listeners, whoever you are, and wherever you are, and why ever you may be. No one knows the answer to that one. That's why that's why they listen to this to find answers. Maybe we'll get incrementally closer. Let me assure you, there are no answers to find on this podcast. <laughs> or, in fact, anything remotely uh, resembling logic. Submit to nothingness. And movies. God, my hands absolutely stink of the cinema this week. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Have you been right up to your elbows in it? I've been in the cinema, yeah. I've been, I've been sitting there watching things in the cinema again. <coughs> excuse me. I uh, witnessed some more bad behaviour from old people. Oh Christ! What talking, are they doing whispering, now? the whispering thing. I'm not going to moan about it, but you know the whisper that carries over. How is it that whispers are so loud, louder than talking in the film? Is it the pitch? High frequency. I don't know. It's like this. It's worse than talking. Yes! You extend the syllables, I suppose, so it, it would last longer. Rather than, so rather just... than going, um, he, he's going to go through... The, rather than going, he's going to go through the door. You go, he's going to go through the door. It's the S's you hear. Yeah. It's whispering you're sending S's to things. And uh, popping. Hmm. Well, I went to the cinema. Yeah. I went With to... your irritating old people. Yeah, um, I won't moan about that. I moan about something else later on. Uh, I went to the Grand Budapest Hotel. Wes Anderson movie. Yes. Ray Fiennes and bloody everyone. It seemed enormous cast. Poster. Well, he's he's sort of part of his one of his many motifs, if you will, mm. is having the same cast. He's quite loyal to. So there's all cameos from Adrian Brody. He's in a lot of them. Uh, Edward Norton. Kate Blanchett. Bill Murray. Uh, no, Jason Schwartzman. Oh, yeah. These are all people that you see in his films. Also, there was um, Leah Sadu, uh, Tilda Swinton, Tom Wilkinson, Owen Wilson. He's another one of his favourites, is in it. Well, he, he co-wrote um, uh, Royal Tenenbaums, I think, if not some of the others. So. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Are you a fan of Wes Anderson films? I liked Rushmore. Yep. I didn't really like the Royal Tenenbaums. But I didn't. Was on. I haven't seen Life Aquatic. 
I um, like the Cub Scout one, the one you did recently. I didn't see favorite. that one. What I, was it I, called? I have enjoyed I don't remember. Where's Anderson's Cub Scout film? Yeah. It was um, called Moonrise Kingdom. That's the one. That's the one. I thought um, Fantastic Mr. Fox was a really inventive adaptation of it. So, what is Grand Budapest Hotel about? Well, it's about a hotel, and it's uh, over the course. It's about the um, is it the concierge or the head sort of the hotel basically, yeah. who's played by Ralph Fiennes, uh, and his relationship with his assistant, who's the sort of um, bellboy person who's just arrived, and they get into a bit of trouble and sort of an adventure set in a hotel which is quite quirky and cartoony like The Shining it's not like The Shining but <laughs> it's very symmetrical like I'd say it's the most symmetrically shot hotel film since The Shining how do you mean symmetrically well, shot well he, sh- he he shoots things straight on a lot doesn't yeah, he yeah so every he does a very similar thing to um, old um, Kubrick Kubrick where he frames all that maybe it's probably quite derivative of Kubrick. He frames all the shots so everyone's in the dead center of each shot. Yeah, and they're always in the center, or something else is in the center. Or he does a sort of um, profile shot, almost like an, an old platform computer game where yeah. people walk directly left to right rather than yeah. in three D. So two D almost. Yeah, it's very cartoony. So the camera, everything's set like a picture. Everything's framed perfectly. Even the art, everything's in a sort of equilibrium between both sides of the picture. So it's very much like Kubrick. And the way the camera moves is very distinct. So he will follow the... It's almost like on a dolly, there are tracking shots, but slightly faster than the camera movement, so it will feel quite comical. Okay. So you know the, the way the camera, the, the characters move, it feels... Because the camera's moving so fast, and it's so direct in the way it flows, it moves. I was trying to work out how the how he did the cam- use the camera techniques. Okay. He uses quite old techniques when he's making it. It has a very distinct speed and pace to it, which feels slightly accentuated from normal life. So it's like comic book style. And, and the colours are all accentuated, yeah, his, aren't they? His I mean. palette is not is it's like the nineteen la- it's sort of like a lounge palette, really, isn't it? Yeah. Those pastely pastels. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Might as well call him Pastel Anderson. Or Where's Pat Pastel? Where's Pastel? Which would you prefer? I think Where's Pastel, if I was going to pick one for myself. I prefer Pastel Anderson. Pastel Anderson. Difference between me and you. But I'd call myself just Initial Panderson. <laughs> Isn't that Pamela Anderson's nickname? Yeah, probably is, actually. Panderson. So confused. And a lot of the time I went to a wedding and Panderson would sit down and he would think, I don't know any of these people. This is all people from Baywatch and Motley Crew. Uh, whereas Pam Anderson sitting in his seat with all the uh, whimsical directors yeah. that would be quite it and now here's his next film just Pam a simple mistaken identity film it's probably been that's probably happened to a few people at weddings well, you've got a really normal name yeah and you're going to wedding by yourself well, especially if the invitation has been sent to Panderson London well say your name's Paul Jones something like that and you go to uh, like my, one of my best friends from school it's called uh, Mark Allen there's quite, and I know about it's quite a common name. I've met three or four Mark Allens. There must have been a wedding where Mark Allens have gone to the cinema by themselves. Yeah, and they um, uh, and they're, they're not in the cinema. A wedding, wedding, same thing. Yeah, uh, it's a show, yeah, isn't it? And they've and they've gone and sat in the wrong Mark Allen seat, and maybe they start sliding doors, but swapping names, swapping names. 
You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) So, getting back to Grand Budapest Hotel. No. Okay, no. Yes. Yeah. Um, Plot-wise... Is is it it sort of... My guess from the trailer, it didn't sort of appeal to me this. I I enjoy Wes Anderson films, but sort of I enjoy them enough for television, to be honest. Um, It felt a bit like an odyssey, like the cast would suggest it was. Like lots of hotel rooms with lots of mini-adventures behind them. Not really. It's one main sort of story, and it's about the war, and about the... It's set over... It's it's set in the past and sort of characters reflecting on the past and what happened to them and there's a journey of this bellboy and how he looks up to this concierge and how um, that was a formative thing in his life and they go on yeah a sort of odyssey like sort of a caper it's almost like a caper right uh, which is tonally has that Wes Anderson sort of maybe up a notch from more slightly stupid caper Ralph Fiennes is brilliant playing this comical sort of almost Shades of Inspector Clouseau without the physical, you know. Is he good at the comedy? Yes, he's brilliant. I think Ralph, it's Ralph Fiennes is, is brilliant in this film, and he's. I've, I've I've found him funny before. He's one of those who, my God, he can do serious well to the point where you'd expect him to be a deeply, deeply serious man. Yeah. But then his turning in in Bruges is yeah. funny as well. He's he it's can got a lot do of range, it. man. He's yeah. From strange days, his career, and he's done um, yeah, yeah. lots of Shakespeare business. Yes, Shakespeare for business. In the Duchess, I think he plays a really sultry, uh, isn't he, brooding man. Isn't, isn't he quite? A, a, I haven't seen the film, but I know he's sort. Isn't he sort of? Uh, he's not he very nice. Her? Yeah, he's not very nice. He's yeah, sort of just, a possessive, perverted secret man. Yeah, but I mean, real life. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't going to say, but yeah. Um, and this is, is is quite a joyous film. It looks beautiful, but always the Wes Anderson uh, or. Wanderson, Wanderson films I feel a bit left wanting a bit when coming out of the cinema it's like eating a really delicious chocolate you know you get a box of <coughs> amazing chocolates which there are in this film right trying one you think it's going to be really delicious because it looks so nice does it really taste as nice as it looks ah style over substances well I could say. have said that but I tried to do it different. Oh, I like your chocolate thing that was much better yeah because um, I really like Rushmore I think it's excellent. You can see why it sort of launched his career, and certainly Jason Schwartzman's as well. Mm. Although he was already a coppola, so it doesn't really matter. Um, oh, he's in. Who is he? Who, who he is uh, Talia Shire's son, as in um, Adrian from was, Rocky, and yeah, Godfather. Michael Corleone's sister in The Godfather. Yeah. Um, so he's in with. Uh, yeah, I'm sure him and Nicolas Cage and Talia Shire have a Christmas dinner together. I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's the case. I saw, um, going off on another subject, Nicolas Cage's entrance to Wogan was shown in a programme. What? Nicolas Cage was on Wogan, which is a... Terry Wogan is a fame for people who don't know, uh, no, people who are under 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows who Terry Wogan is. Irish television host in Britain who ran a chat show for about 10 years. Nicolas Cage's entrance is amazing. He comes on, he does a somersault in the air, and he starts <laughs> chucking money at the crowd. <laughs> Crazy. He, he is amazing. He's not that crazy now, is he? I've seen quite... Oh, he's just a bit sad now, I think. He's Nicholas, calmed down a bit. You should call him Nicholas Caged. Yeah, Nicholas Caged. Yeah. There's an image do... for you. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good film. If anyone still listens to this bloody podcast. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, Rushmore I like, and I I did like Royal Tenenbaums. I thought um, uh, Gene Hackman was excellent in it. I, he, I thought he was a really good character. But I hadn't seen Rushmore or any of his other films when I saw it, so it was really quite different. Mm. Um, but and then Life Aquatic, I I enjoyed. I thought hung together slightly less well, but it's just sort of a hypnotic uh, Bill Murray vehicle, really, where you just are so drawn into him. It, it doesn't mm. matter how strange everything else is. It looked, I thought Willem Dafoe was brilliant in that yeah, one Yeah, he's in well. this as well, yeah. Is he? Mm. He's so good, Willem Dafoe. This looks beautiful. I mean, the amount of money and the preparation the art department must have on his films is huge. Because they this hotel, I mean, it starts off in the... Uh, I'm not giving away too many spoilers, I think I am. It starts off in the 1970s, you say, and it goes back to the hotel during the war so they've completely gutted the 70s style hotel yeah yeah it goes back to being this pink thing you see in all the trailers yeah when they tell the previous story but it, to, everything looks beautiful the, de- the detail is incredible I mean, the art department should win awards for this it's, it's, and, it, and there's always detail in every something to find in every frame so I think if you um, are a set designer or you're sort of the stylistically is beautiful it must be fun. I reckon it's fun for the actors to do. They always look like there. You come in, do two days. Well, they they get to uh, grow or have facial hair stuck on them. A lot of them, don't they? Mm. And that must. I think that's that's whether a job's fun or not. Whether you get to try some facial hair. I've had that. It's horrible. Do you not like it? I remember being a Viking once for a whole day with yeah. a beard, with a helmet on, sitting on straw. With a itchy moustache and beard is horrible. Oh, I quite like it. I I was a caveman uh, once with uh, uh, full beard. Uh, no, we weren't literally. Okay, yeah. uh, full beard and big old hair, and then just wearing furs just in my pants in a forest. It was quite cold, but it was it was quite. I like I like the Viking look. But my problem is whenever you get makeup stuff on and they glue it to your face. Yeah. You get this, and they never take it off properly because you're filming stuff. It's only about kids' TV and stuff, comedy stuff I've done. They never take it off because they're always overrunning because they're under budget. So it gets to like seven o'clock at night, and you're there to take with this sort of alcohol solution to try and get the glue off your face. It's all there's always sticky bits for days, yeah, like clumps yeah. of hair, and you finally go to sleep at night. Your head stuck to the pillow. You got a gummy face. Yeah. Gummy face. Don't don't sort of pour dust on your face when it's like that because then you'll you'll just we'll get, never, you'll never get a dust off. beard. Never come off. Yeah. It's horrible stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe they don't like it. Certainly, I know John Rhys Davies in Lord of the Rings hated the whole experience because he'd mm. have to be in makeup for four or six hours or whatever. Doesn't bear thinking about. And there's so many. There's only so many hours during the day. That's right. There are. There's, uh, what is it? It's um, twenty-four. It's twenty-four, I mean. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Grand Budapest Hotel. Fans of Wes Anderson would like this. I think it's been uh, very well received. I on prefer a, Moonrise Kingdom. On a scale Kingdom. of one to ten, how Wes Anderson is it? It is looks-wise very high Wes Anderson and style. Maybe it's supposed to be more. I think it's it's. It's funny in play. It's funnier. It's more d- directly funny in places okay. than whims than whimsically some, funny. Yeah. yeah. How many Marricks? Seven. Okay. Okay. Reasonable. Good, in fact, I'd say. Oh, okay. Um, what sort of things do you like reading? <laughs> I love to read. Oh, just any any sort of emails or correspondence from our listeners are my favourite things to read. Oh, okay. 
Um, so, how about hmm. you read this? It's all the way for, well, it says it's requested to be done in a South African accent. Is it? Oh, right. Who's this from? Kieran Hall, a very South African name. Yes. Um, right. Hi, guys and Doug. As much as you were joking about a film set in Ryan Reynolds' colon... There is almost such a there is almost such a film. Osmosis Jones is a part live action, part animated film set in Bill Murray's insides. A sentence I never thought I'd write. This wasn't done for budget reasons, as I would imagine it cost a fair bit in animators. But in hitting it at the ninety minute mark that you mentioned. Sorry, the punctuation is really poor, so it's hard to work out. Is that you or him? Do this. Oh, it's probably a bit... 50-50. Let's share the blame on this, Kieran. Is he still on the letter? No problem. Yeah. He's literally responding to what you just said so in the letter. Minute, you're, who are you now? I am still Kieran, and what you're saying is in the letter as well. Hang on a minute. What? Yes. He goes on to say, <laughs> Good little film if you get the chance to watch it, and is amazing for the fact it's basically a kid's film directed by the Farrelly Brothers. South African accent, please, and make sure you say Diplomatic Community loads, please. Um, this is a reference to our bot episodes we were talking about um, the other week. Uh, and so Osmosis Jones, I haven't seen it, is one for you t- to check out if you want to watch bot episodes, which show episodes that are set in a small room or something. A single location, by and large, um, set inside Bill Murray's body. Like uh, Inner Space. Have you seen Inner Space? Yeah, I've seen Inner Space, but it's not really, though, is it? It's set inside Martin Short's body and, you know, the rest of the film that isn't... I I loved Inner Space when I was a kid. It was on, because it was on every other blooming day, wasn't it? Was, it was, wasn't it? Um, and someone emailed another bottle episode we didn't um, talk about. Someone wrote on our Facebook page, I think it was Canon Grohl, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Oh, Canon Grohl! Yes, uh... To say that uh, we missed the disappearance of Alice Creed it was set in one room. Yes, not seen it, um, but uh, well, it's I, I've heard some good things. I know nothing about its the specifics of it, other than Gemma Arterton is kidnapped by some guys, and I think one of them is the guy from Line of Duty. So that's good. Um, yeah. And he, and, um, he also mentions the paranormal activity, which is set in sort of one house. Really, it's not it? for me. I don't, it's a bit the first one is quite scary, actually. Is yeah. it? Because it was set in this very house. No. Yeah. Was it this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I wondered what all those CCTV cameras were And it was about thought. a guy living here with his girlfriend. Like you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, some bad stuff happens. What happened to him? Uh, just paranormal things. Like his duvet moved and shit. Yeah, people are getting dragged off. Well, I shouldn't say because I'm worried about sport. Watch it if you want. It's on Netflix or any of that. Is it? No, genuinely, is paranormal activity worth watching? I think it. it's just the same as all those other films. It's one of the best ones. As Daniel know. Ward would say, is it just a load of crick cracking or is it actually scary? I can't remember anymore. I'll yeah. try to block everything out. <laughs> everything? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you um, what, though. Yeah. Oh, we've got another letter here from Pab- Pablo. He's Paul Thompson. But he's put, signed himself as Pablo. He lives in the North East, but spends his formative years in Derbyshire. 
So his accent's a mang- mangled combo of Yorkshire and Geordie. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving there. Here we go, this is from Paul Thompson. Greetings and salutations, David, Marek and Dog. After listening to, to, to one of your more recent podcasts, the Children of Men Appreciation Society episode, I was pleased to hear that David's a fan of Peter Mullin and his body of work. As a fellow Mullinite, I wondered if you, either of you had seen Session 9, a little-known horror film which came out in 2001, with Peter Mullin in the main role, supported by David Caruso and directed by Brad Anderson. The film seemed to split opinions with those who I know have seen it. Some love it, and rate it very highly. Well, always seem impressed. I'd like to hear your review of this as Liverpool. You're going to Liverpool. On film. As I've fallen, as I fall within the former, I would like to get an opinion from some real film fans like your good souls. Well, was I, first of all, the accent was excellent. I, I don't. I, I did too much Yorkshire, really. Didn't I? I, f- I truly felt I was going back and forth on the east coastline between Newcastle and uh, and York. Thank. Well, that's Paul Thompson. It cost a fortune. <laughs> I think you spent probably uh, eight hundred pounds. Well, you should have got one of those network cards. Yeah, you. that's true. Next time, have you seen session nine? I, I have seen not session seen session nine. nine uh, but, well, it's uh, pointless reading out then. No, no, we, we share it so that our listeners can check it out if they if it sounds interesting. Um, but uh, I mean, there's a lot of films out there, Merrick. I can't watch them all. Yeah, you can always try though. I'm gonna try. Yeah, I keep rewatching the same ones again. I saw Dick Tracy again the other day. Don't know why I rewatched that. Did you? Yeah. With uh, Warren Beatty. Yeah, he directed it as well. And Madonna. And Madonna's in it. Yeah. Who it's probably that? the least bad thing Madonna's done. Um. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, thank you for your letters. Right. Say, I want to be like one of these people. Yeah. By that I mean I want, I want to uh, write in. Right, okay. Well, if you'd like to uh, write to us and have your email read out online and then... Uh, online? <laughs> online, on the show, and then flatly ignored occasionally. <laughs> it's like, no, we haven't seen that film. But no, I mean, we we truly appreciate your communications. If you'd like to do so, then please email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. Or alternatively, you can go to Facebook and just write on there, forward slash Film Fandango, or tweet us, at Film Fandango. Um, and uh, did a tweet from uh, Jake Musson, who said, um, I'm at Bumbles underscore Jake, who said he's going to be rocking his at Film Fandango t-shirt around Comic-Con today. Hey. So someone's bought a t-shirt. There we go, from redbubble.com. You can do that. So this is podcast we fund this through donations to help pay for the Libsyn I think we've almost run out of money now, haven't we yeah we pretty <laughs> much have so if you do listen to the show on a regular basis or at all and would like to you know try and help out so that it continues to uh, exist then you can go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there and to everyone who's donated thank you very much um, also you can follow us on our Twitter accounts at Mr. David Reed, correct, and at Marit Larwood, correct. Yeah, um, we're on there usually hanging out. You know, I spend all my life online now. Yeah, desperately trying to get the attention of Lily Allen. <laughs> Talk to me, Lily uh, Allen. Is that what people do? That's just sort of, a, sort of. A, that was just a vignette of Twitter, really, rather than what I do. Um, 
I get people who do this at my name at follow back <laughs> that's it <laughs> follow follow back follow, they're what? just they're, they're in it for the numbers aren't they not the interaction yeah. or I get people who say at Marit Larwood you look like a sex offender in that so and so or something like that and what do they think follow back. Do? I'm going to go alright thanks mate I think I need... <laughs> do they want you to follow them back so they can send you a direct message of abuse probably yeah that's probably it isn't it um yes well I saw a film this week oh right don't show off no one likes to show off people like you make me sick yeah well <sighs> things are going pretty well for me what, I what? saw a film what was it called I, it was actually it's not um, found a distributor yet it was I, I went to a screening of a film that is called? looking for a distributor it's called Convenience are you sure this wasn't someone just feeling, filming you in the toilet yeah it was and wasn't. a guy saying look you haven't got a distributor yet. <laughs> but I mean just pull your pants and trousers really, down this really help um, it won't show your face <laughs> no one wants to see that um, no it's um, it's a it's a yeah. film uh uh, speaking of bottle episodes, it's a film set entirely in a petrol station, but uh, it's uh, starring uh, Ray Panthaki and uh, Vicky McClure, who's brilliant from Line of Duty, as I keep mentioning, and um, This Is England and bloody everything else at the moment, and Adil Akhtar from uh, Four Lions and The Dictator and other things, who is very, very funny. But uh, the, pre- uh, the premise is that... Um, two guys get in trouble with the Russian mob and so try and rob a petrol station to get the money together but there's a time lock on the safe and it doesn't open till 6am so and they've already tied up the uh, the shopkeepers so they just run the uh, all night garage until 6am and that's the premise hang on it wasn't Tom this is the film at Tom Bell who was our guest that's the... right Tom Bell who was our guest a couple of weeks ago um, is in it and so that's why I went to the screening you're rubbish uh, oh my god Tom is it? I, I don't think I could look him in the eye again really what are you going to no, say no, he's wonderful he's really funny um, it's a really funny film like genuinely really funny the, the central relationship between the three of them between uh, uh Adil Akhtar, Vicky McClure and Ray Panthaki is just really good. Like, genuinely very funny. There's also little cameos from, as I say, Tom uh, Bell turns up with Tony Way at one point as uh, as uh, posh stoners and uh, there's a really, really odd cameo from Vern Troyer at one point. The midget guy. Yeah, in, as a cowboy. Uh, well, sort of and where is it? Where is this? Um... It's set in Britain. Okay. But it's, um, no, it's really good fun and it's just that that thing of you can set a thing in one location and as long as the characters and drama are working hard it can it can work so where if I wanted to watch this convenience thing you can't yet but just keep an eye out for it is basically it'll um, I'll mention it again on the podcast when it's when it gets a proper like, but it's just interesting to see things at this stage you know so where were you at a, scre- a screening did you yeah say? I was at a screening of it yeah. and was it just a cast and crew screening or just friends of uh... Uh, cast and crew basically I mean I'm in Ray Ray produced it as well um, I don't know if you know Ray Panthaki but he was originally in EastEnders is where he got famous from and then he's made a load of films since then sort of uh, low budget British stuff but um I'm Tom Bell and I are in his next film, Nothing Like This. How does so he get funding for it then? Is it private or is it, do you know him? I have not bothered prying, but yeah, I don't, I'm sure. It, it, Just make it up. I mean, it's, oh, he, um, he, uh, Nazi Gold. 
Um, Nazi gold. Heavily involved in well, Nazi he's got, gold. He's got a very German name, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, of the Dusseldorf Panthakis. Hmm, these Panthakis. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean... The amount of money they made convenience for is incredible. What was the budget? 80 grand. Wow. And it looks great. It looks really good. And what did they film it on? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to see if this, the camera types, The camera numbers and stuff is your field. I don't know about that. Oh, what I want to know is what type of camera it is. And that's all. I don't even care about the film. Um, it was one of those... Do you know those disposable Kodak ones? Yeah. They just took a photo every frame. Uh, and Stop motion. To, yeah, that's right. He used a load of those. Just two hours worth of those. I can't see... Uh, well, hopefully I can't see... I'm looking on the thing, I can't see where... Um, any information. All I know is that... I've just looked on IMDb. Tom Bell's got his pictures uploaded on IMDb. No one does that. <laughs> no British people do that. He must have done that himself. Uh, well, it's... Uploaded his own uh, pictures. But that's fine. IMDb's not like Wikipedia. IMDb is a professional tool these days. It's like Spotlight... For Americans, I don't trust him. My photos are on there. What if I put David Reed? You can see what you look like on Spotlight. Yeah. Sorry, this is this probably isn't very. Um... <laughs> are you the only David Reed? No, I'm number nine. Holy cow! Yeah, common name in the states, um, especially my spelling. If you had, because Spotlight is the British people um... sort of actors database is how all actors in Britain get their work. And Tom Bell's a good person to speak about because he couldn't have the name Tom Bell. Is that right? Until the Tom Bell died about two years ago. There was an actor called Tom Bell who died. Under suspicious Tom... circumstances? Probably, yeah. I mean, always look at who has the most to gain from that death. If you didn't have... Use your words. If you... Could not use your name, David Reed. Yeah, what name would I have? No. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought about it for a long time because when I first uh, signed up to Spotlight, I was going, there's no way I'm going to get David Reed. There's absolutely no way. It's too common a name. But all of the David Reeds in this industry aren't actors, as it turns out. Um, so I got it, but um, I went round the houses on that. My middle name I would probably want to use. What is that? Marshall. That's quite good. Yeah, like, you know, Marshall Mathers. But do you call yourself Marshall Reed? No, I don't like that. That doesn't work for me, you see. Or maybe. Marshall Reed sounds a bit like a sort of um, county business or a lawyer's firm. It's a bit like the wedding thing we started off the podcast on. When if you're going to go to a wedding and sit with another David Reed. The wrong David Reed. Sit next to the other David Reed's wife at the uh, dinner at the wedding. End up. End up married. Yeah. <laughs> how it works. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Um, We've come full circle, we have. Think, haven't we? What would you be called? I would called. I would called. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've never really had that problem because my, there's only one Marek Larwood. That's certainly true. And it's quite an unusual name. Is it your real name, or did you make it up? I found it. You found it <laughs> yeah. on a bus. I found the t- I looked at two of the most unusual names on a toilet <laughs> wall. Yeah. And uh, combine them. Yeah. Call Marek so and so for this business. Are you sure it wasn't Mark Longwood? Probably was. Yeah. Probably was. The sort of name you would call would be interesting. Oh, about Longwood. Yeah. 
Old Longwood. Called Mark Longwood for... A, lo- any- a Longwood good time. <laughs> <laughs> Depressed you with the talk of the toilets. Um, anyway, yes. Uh, that's it, isn't it? That That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, I have to say, it was, exci- it was exciting being part of uh, the movie industry before cinema distribution, just seeing that whole thing, you know? Mm. Just seeing how sort of real and made of people trying the, yeah. the whole thing is. It's very easy just to see the final package product and to sort of not really comprehend how all of this could ever come together, but it does, and it's... It is very difficult, and everyone who makes a film should be admired and given a, some sort of prize. Correct. Correct. Well, I think that's all for this week. Um, we will be back next week with yet more films. Uh, so, in the meantime, keep, keep watching, watching the, the films. films. Bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.